I want to tell you about the new community that we have over on Facebook for the Busy Years podcast called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a place where you can come and connect with other like-minded women just like you who are in the busy years of motherhood that are chasing their dreams and looking for more. This is a place where you can come and share the amazing things that you're currently doing, get advice, ask questions, and get more information on the Busy Years podcast episodes. I'm going to be in there every now and again, teaching live, answering your questions. And I hope that this is a place where you can come and feel community in these busy years of motherhood. Come tired, leave inspired, my friends. Check out this episode's show notes for a link to the group or head to michellehagan.com slash podcast to get connected. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagan and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Hey friend, I am so glad that you and I are just going to get a chat today and I thought that I would maybe kind of talk a little bit about some of the questions that I ask some of the guests on the podcast when I interview them and I thought I would talk about before we jumped into our topic today about how I've always asked moms what does it look like while you are currently working. I know some people are still in quarantine with COVID and some are getting a little bit back to normal. But I thought it was interesting because even since I've started this podcast, I feel like every month is a constant ebb and flow of what works as an entrepreneur for me and what doesn't. So my boys again are five and three. And we have now totally lost nap time. I've also totally lost most of what would be quiet time. Um, I can get them to watch a movie every now and then, but 
we have totally lost nap time at our house and it makes me so sad. I'm hoping that maybe my youngest will go back to taking naps once my oldest Turner starts kindergarten this next year. At least let's hope they all start kindergarten, right? <sighs> so we've pretty much lost naps. I'm lucky that right now my husband is still home um, due to working things with COVID um, and he is able to help out. But I'm not sure what it is, but for some reason, even with him home, it has been so hard for me to work during the day. Maybe because our house is like not soundproof at all. I can hear them through the floor of my office in the living room. And so that has just kind of been hard for me to continue working um, and working at a pace or being able to focus. Cause I feel like anytime I hear them crying, even though I know my husband is fully capable of taking care of them, I think it's just something in me as mom and wife that I'm like, oh, does he need help? I pause and I listen. What are they screaming about? Does he need me to come up help get him or rescue him? And so it has just been really hard. I have been relying on working again a lot at night. This podcast is edited a lot of times really late at night, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, sometimes getting the um, podcast blog posts done at closer to midnight, one in the morning sometimes. And that is just kind of how it has been. Um, my husband has been still doing some working stuff here and there and around our house and working on other stuff. And so even though he's home during the day, you would think that it would be a natural role reversal that he would take care of the kids all day and I would work all day. And that's just not necessarily how it has been. Some days I do get a full day of work in and I will accomplish quite a bit, but a lot of times it's just not like okay, well, he's taking the care of the kids and I'm totally working for the day. So I just wanted to give a little glimpse in of what it was looking like for me right now as a working entrepreneur. Um, we're trying the weekly planning that if you didn't listen to the episode with Chelsea Westman that she had suggested, and that is semi-working for us, but it's just kind of find, finding the fluid movement that works for you as a mompreneur, which we have talked about in many of the episodes, that it's just so hard sometimes. And as a mom who is home with her kids and is wanting to balance both having a business and being a present mom, um, I feel like it's just a constant ebb and flow of what's going to work and what worked last week sometimes doesn't work this week. And for sure what worked last month no longer works this month as we continue to constantly work our businesses around our kids and knowing that eventually when all of the children are in school, it's going to have so much more time, which I know we've talked about. So today I wanted to talk about, I remember back when I was starting this entrepreneur journey and it wasn't even necessarily a full entrepreneur journey. I was just trying to think, how can I bring in some income? What can I do that can help my family just bridge the gap a little bit where we're missing my income because I left my corporate job and we literally went down to just one income. And so I was trying to find different ways or trying to think of ways to bring in income. 
And I know that I'm not the only mom who thinks about this, especially in those first early years, because I feel like that's always the hardest. And you're just trying to figure out what's the right flow for your family and readjusting your budget and figuring out what works the best for you. And you still want to provide and to help that burden weight of creating some type of income for your family. And so, you know, I've seen this in many of Facebook groups and friends posting on Facebook. What are ways that I can earn money from home? What are you guys doing to earn money while still being home with your kids? And so I thought today that we would kind of talk about the different ways that I see that you can earn income as a primarily stay-at-home mom, what that looks like, the differences between them, and the questions I think you need to ask yourself if these different examples are a good fit for, for you. So how do you know what's right for you? Whether um, you just work for somebody or you're going to become a full entrepreneur. And so this is where I think the first one comes into place. If you're looking at making extra income, are you the type of person who wants to have a business or are you just looking for extra income to bridge the gap for maybe a year or two before you're going to go back to work? Or um, are you someone who even wants to own their own business? There are plenty of people who have no desire to create their own business, to work for themselves, and that is totally okay. And I want you to know if you're listening to this, and sometimes I feel like because entrepreneurs are so loud and we, you know, it's just part of our personalities that a lot of people feel like, well, maybe I should be starting my own business when that's maybe not necessarily the best fit for you, the not the best fit for your personality, not the best fit for your skills level. And that is okay. And so that's where I think the first step needs to be when trying to figure out how you can make income uh, while we're, while being home with your kids. And so the first way that you can make income is to be somebody's employee. So this means that maybe you find a company where either you're working from home, you work remotely, or maybe it's something that you can work on at night. Some examples of this would be like that you could work on at night, like rev.com. If you're really good at listening and dictating back people's notes, there are needs for that. There are ways that you can, I know I've heard people teach English online, There's just different ways of working remote and that make you a W-2 employee. Another way that you could work from home that a lot of times is easy to find on a flexible schedule that works for you is by being a virtual assistant. Many a times there are entrepreneurs who just need help taking some tasks off their plate for different things like social media, creating content, creating uh, blog posts, repurposing content, uh, answering service emails. There are tons of things that entrepreneurs hire virtual assistants for. And so if this is something that piques your interest, what I would think about is 
What are things that you like to help other people with in regards to business? What are things that were you an assistant for someone before you stepped back from corporate America? What were the tasks that you did for those people that you could maybe transfer to an entrepreneur or become someone's virtual assistant for? Now, when looking for these type of jobs, there's a lot of different ways you can do this. There are some people who literally create their virtual assistant platform. That's like what they show themselves on social media as, they promote themselves as that, and they really work on getting a lot of clients. Now, if you are just wanting to do this because you just need a little bit of income, here's what I would encourage you to do. What are some business podcasts possibly that you listen to um, or business groups? You can also always search local groups and sometimes I would just check the rules behind where you're allowed to post and when you can post. But quite often in a lot of business groups, they will either have a prompt that says, are you looking for a virtual assistant? Um, List the tasks that you're looking for entrepreneurs are going to put what they're looking for in there and then if you can find someone that fits something that you can do you can respond that way another way i would encourage you to do it is sometimes like for example where i live there is a lot of mom facebook groups that are related to my specific geographical area and you could always make a post in there that says hey I, does anyone know anyone who is an entrepreneur that is looking for help in X, Y, and Z? And list out the places that you are willing to help people in and see if you can use some connectors. Or for example, I would also encourage you to think about what entrepreneurs do you know? Who are you connected to? And maybe just pitch yourself to them or ask them, hey, I used to do these tasks, I know I'm really good at these certain things, are you needing help in this area or do you know anyone who is needing help in this area? Because entrepreneurs are often not solo, even though we're solopreneurs, we do not do this alone. And if someone came to me and said, hey, I am really good at this task, could I help you with that? I would say, you know what, if it's not a fit for me, I would tell them, I'm not a fit, but let me ask my group of friends. Let me ask in a couple groups I'm in, I could easily do a post and I could tell you which people I would send you to. So that is one way that you can make some income. And sometimes doing virtual assistant work, you just decide that, oh, I'm gonna work two or three hours for this person. Or you can even create it to be, I'm gonna do this certain task for X amount of money per month. Or I'm gonna create five, um, Instagram, Facebook posts, set them up, get them all ready to go, um, and schedule them so that they post. And that is paid at a certain amount per week. So there are so many different things that you can do in being a virtual assistant, or again, find a company where you're going to work part-time. Maybe you do need to get out of the house and you just need a part-time job where even if it's at like a local coffee shop or something that you just enjoy, doing so that you're just getting out and it's giving you a little bit of income. The next thing that I would look at doing if you are needing income at home 
is an MLM company. We've all heard of these. There are plenty of them out there. I'm sure we've all had friends ask us to also be a part of a multi-level company. And these are ways that people make a lot of money and some people make a really good living doing it. While um, I have seen others that have not done as well. So here's what I would say. The reason that you would pick a multi-level marketing company is you know you want to work for yourself, but you don't want to do the legwork of creating everything. You don't want to create the products. You don't want to have to worry about creating a website. You don't want to have to worry about sometimes creating content because some multi-level marketing companies give you the content. Um, so this is going to kind of be, I want to work for myself, but a multi-level marketing company kind of gives you everything that you need to be successful in that company, kind of on a silver platter. They give it to you. They help you figure it out. So here are the questions that you need to think about in regards to a multi-level marketing company. What is the startup cost? How much is it going to cost you to get started? And then the next question you need to think about is a lot of times we see a startup cost and, you know, sometimes it can be, oh, it's as low as less than $100 to start up. That's great. However much it costs you or you're getting so much from product to start up. But you need to remember to ask what are the monthly fees associated with the multi-level marketing company? because some multi-level marketing companies then also charge you per month to keep up your website or your portion of the website or your portion to have your link or whatever it is, but you need to make sure that you ask what are the associated monthly fees to having that multi-level marketing company and being a part of it. The next thing you need to ask is, are you required to have any overhead? What does that mean? Overhead means that are you required to carry product? Are you required to have the product on hand to sell people? Um, or can people just go on the website and buy it? Sometimes you will be required to have overhead on some companies. Some companies are just online and some companies do a hybrid where it's your choice if you have an overhead product. And then you need to ask, what are the commissions? How much are you actually making on a sale? A lot of times you will hear, oh, you make 35% commission. Well, sometimes, yes, it's like a certain whatever percentage commission it is, but it might be on a scale. And that means where you have to sell so much product that month before you hit a certain commission number. So maybe starting out, it's a very small percentage of commission or sometimes um, over a quarter or um, a certain number of months, you have to continue to keep your sales at a certain level to stay at a certain commission level. So you really need to understand the payment structure of a multi-level marketing. How much are you getting paid? How does a, a scale work if they have a sliding scale? Do you get any residual on sales? So for example, someone signs up and says, I want you to just automatically ship me this product every month. Do you only make commissions on the first sale? Do you make commissions on what they buy every month, even if it's an automated payment? Oftentimes you will make residual income, but it's a good question to make sure you ask and you know. The next thing you need to know is what are the sales metrics? Are you, you required to sell a certain 
number? Is it a certain amount of product, actual physical products or whatever it is you sell? Or are you required to sell a certain amount in dollars each month? So do you have a metrics that you have to hit in order to stay active, in order to keep your commission um, structure at what it is? You need to know if there are any sales metrics in place. The next thing that you need to know is what does the training look like? Quite often with multi-level marketing companies, they're going to say to you, hey, you know, we will train you and things like that. Well, what does that actually look like? I would encourage you if you are signing up under someone to talk to people who are in their downline or are underneath them or working with them. What type of actual training are they getting? Um, because if you do not already have sales under your belt, you're going to need to make sure that you are with someone who is really going to help you because you are essentially your own business as a lot of them say, or, um, almost think of yourself as a franchisee and you are going to need help selling to start with. And what does that look like? Another thing I would think about is how saturated is the market? Now, quite often, even I will say when you were talking about business and, and creating a business, quite often we say, you know, there is no one like you. There's no one that can tell your story like you um, and your voice is needed, which is 100% true. But sometimes when it comes to selling the same products, you need to be thinking how saturated is the local market that I'm in? Are there tons of people selling this? Um, is it that people are always being bombarded with this certain product and you are just going to be one tiny fish in a, a one tiny fish basically in a big sea of the same products? So when looking at multi-level marketing companies, I would also encourage you to think like, okay, so what do I personally have the best, um, what do I personally have the best success rate at selling? And what products do you actually use? I would encourage you to not join a multi-level marketing company if you have never used the product or if you have not used the product for a long period of time because people buy from those that they know, like, and trust. So they want to know that they can trust you, that you've actually used the product for um, a period of time. The next thing that I would encourage you to explore in making money at home would be something that's a hobby business. This is going to be something where maybe you don't have to create a entire social media platform around this. Um, you're not going to be marketing a ton. A hobby business is going to be something like, for example, you really like making those front door hangers and you're really good at painting and painting is therapeutic to you and also just gives you some good time away from your family and kids. Um, but you can make money doing that by selling the door hangers, um, creating a blog. A lot of people just have a hobby blog as a way of a creative outlet of creating something. Um, you could even as a hobby business, something that maybe there's a service that you like to provide to people and you just only want to take on a few couple people because that's what makes you happy. And, but maybe it's just something that you really enjoy doing that you're just going to take a couple clients. So when thinking about a hobby business, 
Um, you're still going to have to do some of the stuff. You're going to have to track how much income you're making a year to make sure that you're reporting that for taxes um, and thinking like, is there a need for it? Now, if you have a hobby that you love doing, but there's no way possibly of really selling it, then it's maybe just something that's going to be a hobby. But if you can see a need and people are asking for something that you can create, um, hobby businesses are great things to be on Etsy shops as well. To Maybe you're just really creative and you just want to create some stuff and you're just going to put it out there for people to sell. Now, there are people who use Etsy and use that as a full-blown business, but there's a lot of people on Etsy who use it as a hobby business. So those are some great things to also think about in creating income, um, in a hobby, and um, that just help bring in a little bit of business. Now, the next thing, hobby businesses can transform into a full scalable business, 100%. But some other ways that you can make income is looking at, okay, do I really want to eventually go back to whatever corporate job I left before becoming a stay-at-home mom? Do I have a different type of job I want to go back to? Do I need more education for that? Or are you really someone who was like me when I left the corporate world? I thought I would maybe go back, but the longer I was gone, I realized I did not want someone else to be my boss. I don't ever want to work for somebody else again, and I want to create my own business. But I knew that I needed to create a business that worked for me around motherhood because my first priority is being a stay-at-home mom and then my business comes second. And that's just for right now in this season. Those things will change. Eventually, I will transition and my kids will go to school and my business I will be able to do at a much more full-time pace. This is going to be like, where do your passions lie? What are you good at? What can you teach people? Do you have a product that is scalable into a full business? Are you creating products? Are you solving a problem in creating a product that you can then turn into a business? And so this is going to be something where you're going to create a strategic business plan around. You're going to create where do you want to get in your first year? Where do you want to be in five, 10 years? And This will help bring you income. It might not be as fast as some of the other things that I've mentioned, but this is going to be something that you slowly build and sometimes you can build it quickly, Um, but something that maybe you're going to slowly build into motherhood that then will transition to become your full-time entrepreneur career once the kids go back to school. And there are so many things that you could do in creating your own business that it's really sitting down and thinking about what can I talk about for 30 days, for 60 days, for a year. Because whatever you create your business around, it has to be something that you are extremely passionate about that you could talk about for days on end, because you are going to talk about it for days on end. You are going to create social media content around it. You're going to pitch yourself to be on podcasts to talk about your product or your service. Um, And you're going to try to get yourself out there. So it needs to be something that you are really passionate about and that you feel the world needs um, and that your services are needed for. And this is another way that you can create business. And this is also one of those things that you can scale it to as big and as small as you want. So as long as you're creating income and the business is paying for itself, then you have a business instead of a hobby. 
Um, and sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it does feel like your business of what you're trying to create. It's like, well, maybe I'm just making a hobby business because I'm not making a ton of money at it right now. But if you can see the longevity of it, if you know where the business is going and you know that you are going to be turning a profit and it's going to make the difference, then maybe becoming a full entrepreneur is the best option for you. So I hope that this was helpful in the fact that I know so often so many moms sit and think after they have left their job, their full-time job, sometimes it's after your first baby, sometimes it's after the second, or sometimes it's a third or fourth when daycare gets super expensive for all of them. And you're trying to figure out how can you help carry the load for your family? How can you help also help to provide for your family in paying some bills? Or maybe you just need to pay for soccer or dance or whatever it is and you just need a certain amount of money for the year to pay for a certain activity or a family vacation, whatever it is, um, you are worthy of selling it and creating it and doing it and however works best for you. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I would love to hear if you are a mom who is trying to create a business or is trying to just figure out how you can add some extra income into your family, um, how this episode was helpful for you, I would love for you to leave a review of this podcast and review of this episode. And of course, I would always love to see you over in our Facebook group, Hey Mama, Let's Connect. If you have more questions about how can I earn income as a stay-at-home mom, I would love to chat with you in that group. And I will end the episode giving my advice for any mama that is deep in the little years of motherhood. And today it's going to be trust your gut. Trust your instinct, mama. You know what's best. You don't need to keep researching. Stop overanalyzing everything. Sometimes I know I did it in the little years that we overanalyze everything and we just think about things over and over. Is this the right choice? Is it not the right choice? Should I be changing the way that I'm doing these things? Um, Know that you have the mama instinct. You know what is right and whatever it is right now that you are thinking about and worrying over, know that you know the answer, my friend, and that it, it will all be okay and You are an amazing mama. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you would love to connect with me, you can find me over on Instagram at Michelle Ann, A-N-N, Hagen. And you can check out my website, michellehagen.com, or join us in the Facebook group um, that is Hey Mama, Let's Connect over on my Facebook page. Um, and I hope to see you in there. I am so grateful that you give me the opportunity to teach into you and to show up and that you listen each week. And I hope that you have been getting some great tangible advice. Thanks so much for tuning in, friend. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review of this podcast right on iTunes if you are there or whatever podcast platform you are on. But leave a review. It helps me get more guests on the podcast and helps spread the love to more mamas. Hey, mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? that you can take action in the middle of motherhood, I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend. 
that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.